Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Day to Day. It's your Hammer Betting Network injury report. Midweek, we kind of track what happened over the weekend. Hard to believe there's three weeks in the books already. We look ahead to how the injuries will lead in to week four, which does start Thursday night with Miami in Cincinnati. I'm your host, Chris Abbott. I am joined by TA from Clev Analytics. As always, producer Jason on board. And TA, we got a ton to run through and we're going to get right into it here. And I just want to start with a question of my own. As we've we've already established on this show, uh, you're the professional. I'm the recreational slash knows enough what he's doing to get himself in trouble. And when I look at the Thursday night line, I see the 3-0 and Miami Dolphins going in to play a Cincinnati team that, okay, turned it around a little bit against the New York Jets uh, as a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Now, I know Tua got banged up, but he came back to finish the game, looked okay. Am I missing something here? Is this injury-related, or, or what's going on? Yeah, it's a good question, because I think a lot of people uh, might be asking that that question. You know, uh, Miami just beats a great Buffalo team. They're undefeated, sky high, and they're, you know, getting over a field goal uh, against a Cincinnati team that struggled. I mean, I think this is a combination of things. One, obviously, is the Tua um, potential concussion slash back injury, whatever you want to call it, whatever they're calling it. Um, I mean, that's definitely uh, weighing in on this line. I think it's also the fact that, you know, the, the Miami defense was on the field for 90 plus plays uh, in the sweltering heat. Guys were getting IVs, um, a lot of dehydration and cramping. And now they got a really short turnaround and have to travel to Cincinnati. Um, that that definitely is causing this line to, to push over the key number of three. I think the two injury, the two, you know, question mark. And I'm not sure we totally resolved it today with Mike McDaniel uh, speaking to reporters. Um, so, you know, I think it's that's the biggest issue. But I also think, you know, some sharp money has come in on Cincinnati from the very beginning. Uh, I think it I think the look ahead was was two, one and a half or two. And it's kept getting pushed up as it as it opened. And it's just been continuing to go up. And now I see it at four in a lot of places. So that's really what it is. It's um, a combination of the, those two things between two is, uh, you know, question mark and uh, what's going on with the uh, with the Miami defense after that that tough battle against uh, Buffalo. Yeah, there's so many factors that go into setting a line. Injury is just one of them, of course. I'm going to say that qualifies as injury news here on day to day, but I'm really looking forward to getting into that game a little bit more uh, with yourself and the hitman on edge rush, our full slate preview show that you can catch here in the hammer betting network as well. Okay. Last week, the Los Angeles chargers, so much talk about them in the off season coming in rightfully. So in a very tough AFC West get absolutely dismantled at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars and their injury list is unbelievable as they head into Houston. Currently, as we record, this is a five and a half point road favorite. Boy, this one's going to take a, a whole lot of analysis or does it not need a whole lot of analysis? All you got to do is look at the big names out for the Chargers. What do you what are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, the Chargers line movement between this week and last is really, really interesting. 
uh, got saw a lot of questions about what was going on last week. So I think the look ahead was uh, nine, eight and a half, nine and a half in that ballpark before the Herbert injury. And then after it reopened after the games in week two, it reopened at, at minus seven. And, you know, a lot of people thought that that was, Hey, that, you know, you should take the Jags there because if Herbert doesn't play, it'll drop. And if he does play, you know, it's, it's only seven, but people have to understand that that seven was not a hundred percent probability that Herbert was playing uh, it probably more like 75, 80%, right? If he was announced in early in that, in the week, probably would have gone back up to eight and a half, nine. Uh, if he was announced out for sure, it would have gone down to under three, but the fact that there was no, we weren't sure yet. They just, the, the books kept it at seven. So that's why it was there when it was, you know, Friday came around and it was reported that he, he probably will sit or likely will sit. Then it dropped the three that still didn't, you know, necessarily account for a hundred percent that he was going to sit. It was just, again, a, a strong possibility. If he was definitely out, that probably would have been closer to pick by game time. So you know, and then when he was announced in right before the game, it bounced back up to six and a half. So it was really interesting line move. And, and it's just uh, guys essentially trying to figure out, you know, uh, what's going on here and, and whether he's going to play. He obviously looked terrible after getting that injection. The, the team looked bad. And so now, um, you know, after a bunch of more injuries, you know, they, they came in with issues, not just Herbert, but also Keenan Allen hasn't played in a few weeks. JC Jackson was in and out of the lineup. He missed the game and they ended up, you know, looking bad. They lost Rashawn Slater yesterday. Uh, it was announced that he's, he's out for the season with a, with a bicep injury. That's a major, major concern. He's a stud left tackle. Um, one of the best, if you know, look at the PFF grades as a pass blocker was, was one of the best out there was playing really, really well. And the drop down, we always talk about, it's not just the player. If a player is out, what happens to the line? It's, it's who's behind him. Um, you know, that matters a lot too. And so you look at his backup, it's Storm Norton, who's one of the worst blockers, pass blockers that's out there. He was a starting right tackle last year and was uh, really, really did not uh, perform well, had a PFF grade of about 44, was as bad as it gets. And so um, last week he came in and, and, and uh, when Slater went down and allowed nine pressures on 51 dropbacks, which is just an astronomical number. I think that's actually more than Slater allowed through through the season before <laughs> before Norton came in last week. So just a huge number. It's a major, major blow. I mean, the drop-off, you go from one of the best to one of the worst starting left tackles in the NFL. Like you can't, you can't really um, you know, uh minimize the damage that's gonna do, especially to uh, an offense that's already struggling with Herbert, who we don't know who's gonna play. I'm not convinced that he's gonna play um for the next few weeks. I, that's just my two cents. I mean, he, we saw he, t- he got an injection for that rib cartilage injury. Didn't look good. Um, probably should not have been out there to begin with. And it definitely should not have been out there in the fourth quarter when it was out of hand. He, I could see them sitting him potentially. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's something to keep an eye on. And then also on the defensive side, we've got Joey Bosa who, who left the game with a groin injury. He's questionable. And groin injuries are not an easy thing, even if he was able to suit up and play. That's one of those injuries that, you know, in one play, he could be back out again. It might linger the rest of the year. J.C. Jackson's questionable. Keenan Allen, I think, is going to practice this week, so I think he has a better shot to play. But, um, you know, they just have so, so, and starting center Corey Lindsley's out. Like, this is just a complete disaster. And they're, uh, I know you mentioned they're sitting at five and a half. I see them at four and a half in some spots. Um, it opened at six. I saw, uh, open. It was, it was yesterday. It was six and now it's down to four and a half. So I think some people are really starting to weigh into the, uh, 
to that injury report, which is just, <laughs> you know, we're used to the Chargers getting uh, bad luck, and, and it just continues this year for sure. Never, ever want to hear about any Chargers medical staff doing injections around the rib area. Uh, we all remember the Tyrod Taylor situation. Hopefully Justin Herbert uh, can come out of that better than uh, uh, Mr. And Taylor. We'll, and, of course, I mean – I should have mentioned, by the way, we'll see. I mean, if, if he is out, if, if my suspicions are right and he is out, I think that gets closer to pick with Chase Daniel. That's my guess. Um, I, I think that's where it lands. Pick, maybe they're minus one, something, you know, small favorite. But uh, I don't. I'm not sure you can make Houston a favorite against anybody. But uh, but I think that's uh, definitely where we're headed. If if he's announced out and Chase Daniels a starter, they're certainly not last year's Houston Texans. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's gonna it, you know should have been a big gap uh, had all the Chargers been healthy, and now we're seeing it uh, melt away as you mentioned. Um, this is a good segue into something that I think, um, you know, depending on your level of ex- expertise in sports betting, a lot of people can look and say, oh, Justin Herbert's out, Bosa's out, Keenan Allen. Those are all big names. I get it. I'm, so much hinges on the offensive and defensive lines when it comes to success and failure, especially um, covering spreads in the National Football League. And the Baltimore Ravens, who, you know, have been hot and cold now for a couple of years, when they're hot, they're so hot. Um, some left tackle issues for the Ravens as they head into this weekend. Yeah, and it's been like this for a while. I mean, I think all last year you, you had the Ronnie Stanley injury. They had a ton of shuffling on that offensive line. He's been out to start the season. They they uh, brought in Jawan James, who was a, a who hadn't played for a couple of years, moved him to left tackle. He's out for the year. They started Patrick McCarry, who's normally a guard, uh, last week at left tackle. He got hurt and he's out. So now they're down to. A, a fourth round rookie, Daniel Falele, out of Minnesota. Uh, he was uh, he came in in mop up duty and and didn't look good. Allowed two sacks, and now they got to go and, and face uh, Buffalo Bills and and Von Miller. So and Boogie Basham, who by the way is having a, an underrated, very good year for for the Bills. And so that's going to be an issue. I will say the good news is you know when you look at offensive line injuries, it's a much different uh, you know proposition when you're you're dealing with major injuries, especially at left tackle, when you're on the road in a loud environment versus playing at home. It's obviously a much tougher deal when you have to deal with crowd noise and, and all those sorts of things. And then and the edge rushers can get can a jump on, on the snap. So the fact that they're playing in Baltimore does minimize uh, minimize a little bit the, uh, I think, the downgrade, but it's clearly an issue. And the fact that, you know, you have Lamar Jackson, a mobile uh, running, a mobile quarterback, uh, who can move, you know, that helps out a lot. It's better than having a, you know, if Joe Flacco is back there. It's a different story. So I do think it, it's an issue, but um, you know, there are ways that they could, they can at least um, minimize some of the effects, but I think for, it's more important for down the road. Um, you know, if, if they continue to get injuries along that line, you'll get those cluster effects and uh, could clearly uh, hinder them going forward. And they may catch a break when it comes to the injury report, because their opponent this weekend, the Buffalo Bills, uh, we'll play their second straight game on the road. Buffalo now sitting uh, at a three and a half point road favorite in Baltimore. They've got their own injury troubles. Talked about playing in the heat in Miami last week, a disappointing loss. Um, their secondary especially is a little bit beat up. Notably, the total on this game is still at uh, 52, 51 and a half, probably dropping. Um, sounds like we might be in for a bit of a slog. Yeah, this, the, the secondary was a mess going into last week's game uh, against Miami. They already were out uh, without Tredavious White. You know, they're, they're a star cornerback. Uh, He's been out since the middle of last year. They lose, um, uh, you know, at the safety position, they lose uh, both their starters, Micah Hyde, who, who barely missed a game in, in his career. 
and who's been a, a, a rock solid top five, top 10 safety in this league. Jordan Poyer missed the game. We'll see if he plays this week, you know, but they're, you know, they lost Dane Jackson, who was, who got involved in that, that scary collision on that Monday night against Tennessee last week. So they went into last uh, to Sunday's game against Miami down, you know, multiple starters in that secondary, especially four starters. They started a, a pair of rookies in um, Kyra Elam, their first round pick from, from Florida and, and uh, Christian Benford who was a late round pick and he ended up getting hurt during the game and fractured his hand. And now he's out for this Sunday. So, you know, we're looking at a, a guy named Jamarcus Ingram, who was an undrafted free agent out of Buffalo uh, who plays a you know, handful of snaps last week. Didn't look good. They, they, I will give them credit. Like they, they did a nice job of at least containing Tua in that offense. They did not allow a lot of yak yardage, which obviously Baltimore was a victim of, couple of weeks ago, only uh, I think 14 yards was the longest from a yards after the catch perspective that they allowed. So they did do a good job of keeping everything in front of them, playing more zone, and they're just going to rely on their front four and Von Miller and those guys to, to get as much pressure as possible so that uh, Lamar and, and um, you know, any quarterback going forward will have to just dump off in front of them and then just, just be shorthanded. But, you know, the combination of those injuries and what we saw in Miami, um, you know, could, could be an issue here, but again, they weren't on the field. They were only on the field for like 18 minutes. It was the, the, uh, it was the, uh, the Buffalo offense that, that spent all that time out there. So they shouldn't be affected too much by what happened last week. And then they also have injuries at the defensive tackle position Ed Oliver, uh, Jordan Phillips, a couple starters, uh, were out. So, you know, they're dealing with some things, but I guess all in all, uh, you know, they played pretty well holding Miami to only 21 points. So we'll see what happens against a, uh, a Baltimore offense, which is, you know, from a success standpoint, isn't um, necessarily the most efficient offense right now, but they are moving the ball down the field with big plays and against a secondary like that, who could have some communication issues. Uh, they might, you know, might be uh, looking at some, uh, you know, some big plays if uh, if they're not able to, um, you know, uh, able to communicate and know exactly where everyone's going to be. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Jordan Poyer comes back. I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, there hasn't been any sort of, uh, um, you know, injury reports for the week. So we'll see what happens there, but they're definitely going to need him back. Scary incident, of course, uh, surrounding Miles Garrett, who was in a car crash uh, on the weekend, um, or coming out of the weekend, rather. And then, of course, uh, you know, we, we worry about his safety and, and his health and whatnot, but this is a betting show. And you've got Marcus Mariota, who maybe catches a little bit of a break with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney with some question marks uh, from that Cleveland defense coming into Atlanta this week. Yeah, Clowney is, is I think he's definitely out. Miles Garrett yeah, had had that uh, scary car accident. If you saw some of the pictures, he's got a small Porsche. The guy's huge. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that he even fits in that car. Uh, but I just saw maybe a half hour ago, there was some, you know, a dash cam video. Looked like he was, you know, relatively okay. Just based on the video, he, he was bleeding from his hand. So I, I'm guessing that's, you know, some cuts or something. But, you know, I'm not going to speculate. But he, he was walking. He was walking on his own. So that's good news. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, he didn't stay overnight, uh, but it, you know, we haven't gotten any word yet about what you know what his actual injuries are and if he's gonna to miss this week's game. But if he is out, then that's definitely an issue against Marcus Mariota and that Falcons offense, which has really, really surprised people as a top ten offense right now by all the advanced metrics. Uh, they do a lot of good things, especially with play action, um, and so they're going to definitely need the Browns will need as much of a edge support as they can. And if they lose Garrett and Clowney, that'll definitely be an issue. They also lost middle linebacker, uh, Anthony Walker for the season. He's their captain. He calls the plays on the defense. And then J Jeremiah Wusukaramora, 
uh, is questionable as well. So they could have some issues in, in uh, containing Marcus Mariota here in, in the run game and in the read option game, which could, could cause some issues. The, the line did drop. I, I did see it. it was a two and a half for most of yesterday. And when the news came out about Garrett, it plummeted the one and a half. And then now it's sitting at one. I think if he is announced okay and able to play, I think that might jump back up to two, two and a half. But uh, there's definitely money uh, being taken from, from the Falcons' point of view uh, in anticipation of, of Garrett potentially not playing. Well, I'll tell you, I have Justin Herbert as my starting quarterback on my fantasy team, but I do have Marcus Mariota on the bench. So that's uh, going to look like an easy switch for me if Herbert's out this week. Uh, the Detroit Lions, I don't know if this is just a – a damning report on the Seattle Seahawks, but question marks around Amon Ross, St. Brown and Deandre Swift it was lucky. St. Brown even came back last week. Uh, still four and a half point favorites at home this week. Uh, that's two of their big playmakers TA. I mean, how much love are we giving the lions here? If these guys can't go. Yeah, definitely an issue. I think Swift will likely be out. Um, and it sounds like between shoulder and ankle issues, uh, he's more than likely going to be out. And then St. Brown, I think it's questionable. I know he had uh, an, uh, some tests on his ankle and it sounded like they got some encouraging results, but from an encouraging in terms of it's not a long-term issue, that doesn't mean he's going to play this week. So if he's out, I mean, he has been awesome uh, since the end of last season. I just saw a stat that so far this season, he, he leads the NFL among uh, all wide receivers in third and fourth down targets. It's second in yardage. So he's clearly a guy that they scheme open and they, they, uh, Jared Goff looks for uh, on money plays. So if he's out, that's a big issue. You know, with Swift out, he's more of a big play guy. He's, you know, from a play-by-play perspective, Jamal Williams is a fine fill-in and, and he'll, he'll, he'll do okay. But from that home run hitter perspective, Swift is the guy that they're going to miss and, and also in the past game. So, you know, for a team that, you know, you're not used to being favored this much, they opened at six. They definitely, um, the Seahawks definitely took sharp money down to four and a half now because of those injuries that uh, is really going to hamper uh, an offense that has been pretty explosive. Uh, so be curious, curious to see, you know, what they do to make up for St. Brown's absence. If he's out, it looks like DJ Chark would step into that number one role and Josh Reynolds at number two, but they, they lose a lot of that create creativity that um, they get with the playmaking of St. Brown running low on time here, two games left. I want to touch on currently the green Bay Packers, 10 and a half point favorites at home to the new England Patriots. Mac Jones, probably not going to go, I guess is the, is the best way to put it as the latest I've seen anyhow. Uh, and that leaves new England looking a, a little bit sad against a good defense at Lambeau. How high does this line have to be before we should stop thinking about taking green Bay? Yeah, I think this is actually too high. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know what the look ahead was with Mac Jones in there. I, I, if I had to guess, it would have been maybe like, you know, green Bay by five and a half, six, maybe six and a half, uh, obviously jumped over a touchdown. Now you're looking at 11, 11 and a half. You know, Brian Hoyer is no slouch. He's not a good quarterback, but he's clearly played a lot in this league, knows this, you know, the system really well. You know, Mac Jones is, you know, a solid quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback. So the drop off shouldn't be that substantial. And we've talked about this, Chris. I mean, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The whenever you see a good quarterback go down, automatically the market overreacts. We've seen and we've, we're seeing it with Cooper Rush, right? Two weeks in a row, not only did they cover, but they won. Uh, they beat Cincinnati as big underdogs two weeks ago, and it's the market really doesn't know how to value the drop off between these these good quarterbacks to the backups. I also think it's a combination of that and the the, the supporting cast really, really, um, you know, they rally around these backups. Uh, they're focused during the week. They play really hard for the guys. So 
I think you see a combination of all that. The opponents maybe take them a little bit too too lightly. And so we're seeing more and more of these backup quarterbacks in their first start end up covering and sometimes winning outright. So I'd be careful. I know, you know for Survivor, it's going to be an obvious pick, but you know we've seen it time and time again. I mean, Cincinnati was an obvious pick two weeks ago and you know they lost outright. So you never know. Uh, I would think that this line's a little bit too inflated and you know Brian Hoyer can at least move an offense um, good enough. He's not some... You know, undrafted rookie who we don't know about. We we know what Brian Brian Oyer is, and he's won some games in this league. So uh, I think that's a little bit too much of a uh, of a drop off. But uh, clearly, um, you know, New England would rather have Mac Jones than, than not this week. Big spread, really low total. That always gets me to look at the underdogs team total, which is thirteen and a half for the New England Patriots right now. Um, if you're interested Crazy. in getting in on that. Uh, okay, well, last one. I know we've got to get going. Uh, Green Bay's opponent from last week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who you know, we talked about the Chargers having a lot of injuries. Well, the Buccaneers, uh, to steal a phrase, a walking mash unit right now. Um, what are we going to do here if you're Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, with the major, we saw what happened with that offense. Uh, they're going to get Mike Evans back, so that's good news. Looks like Julio Jones could come back. Uh, I know he was close. Game, he's always a game-time decision, it seems like. So he'll be back. So I think that's going to be really, really big. Uh, you need, a, obviously, Evans alone is, is a big game changer. I think Russell Gage put, you know, played reasonably well last week. Uh, Cole Beasley was was being eased in. So if you get Julio Jones back, I think you've got a really good receiving court to deal with. Uh, with you know, when you're going up against a Kansas City offense, you're going to have to keep up with. But the Tampa defense has played so well. It's really Donovan Smith that left tackles, the big, big issue. Um, he he was he practiced last week. We thought he'd play. He did not, but he's the guy that you need. Tom Brady can't move, and he just needs that that pocket to be clean for him to um, to pick apart a defense. And so, without him, that, that was an issue last week. But I think the receivers, if they if they get those receivers back at minimum, um, I, I definitely think they're they're going to look a lot better than they have been. Um, and it's just a matter of how quickly Donovan Smith can come back. But um, you know, that was a big issue last week, that's for sure. And, um, you know, you're going to need all those weapons against the Kansas City offense this week. Brady looking supremely frustrated. Uh, a lot of the times at Scotty Miller, who he quickly realized is not Rob Gronkowski. Um, okay, that's it for day to day this week. I've been your host, Chris Abbott. This is TA from Clev Analytics. We will talk about these injuries again and more as we go through the entire slate on Edge Rush. That'll be released tomorrow. And we'll be joined by the hitman for that show. We'll hit every single game on the NFL week four schedule. Unbelievable. We're at week four already. TA, we went from in week one saying, well, we've known about these injuries for a while. The lines are pretty sharp to just this avalanche, cascade, whatever word you want to use of injuries as we head into week four. Thanks so much, man. And uh, we'll catch up tomorrow. Thanks, Chris.